A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. Well, we've got stuff that you accomplished this week that we're going to talk about. Yes, I'm which excited was about that. Really big. We've got a project that I tackled that we're going to talk about. It's not quite as epic as your project. In fact, it's pretty small potatoes compared to your project, but I nailed it. <laughs> so that's that makes it worth that's talking about. Yeah. yeah. But before we do that, I want to talk about something that I wanted to talk about last week on the show, but I was robbed of time. He was I, robbed. I was robbed. <laughs> and yeah, no, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember the date anymore. Oh, yes. July 15, a day that will live in infamy. I was allowed to throw or uh, not allowed. I was asked. Yeah. Sought yeah. out to throw the first pitch at a Whitecaps game. And I was nervous, but eager, you know, eager to show everybody how good I was. Because when I was younger, I was going to say little, but I've, <laughs> that's There's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but when I was younger, I was an amazing baseball player. I mean, I'm normally very humble. No, you do and brag so this, about this, though. I do. I yeah. do. I was very good. And so I was very eager to demonstrate that I still had it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hitting 50. We talked about that last week, but this was my opportunity to shine. Yeah. But there was this little voice in the back of my head that said, you know how these things always go, Dan? Prepare for the worst. Uh-huh. And I thought, not this time. So I practiced. I knew way ahead that I was going to do this. I practiced in the yard with the children, and I was stellar. Stellar. I have a baseball in the car. I'd really love to demonstrate that I can do it. Because <laughs> you should do a video. I get to the field for the game, a little bit nervous, but confident. And the very first thing that throws me off is that, you know, I get to the little booth, sign in, and they say, stand over there with the other people who are throwing out the first pitch. Uh-huh. And I look, and the only people I see is a little league team. They're all like eight in their little oh uniforms. And I thought, oh my goodness, if I am the only grown up amongst all these children, You're the really work people, because it was a work event, a yeah. Repcolite event, I was never going to hear the end of it. And fortunately, no, it wasn't that group that was throwing. There were a couple adults with me, and then it turned out to be a couple of little girls who were celebrating, I think, their ninth birthdays. Oh, cool. All right? Well, anyway, long story short, we get to the field, the little girls go first, and they nail it. You know, a nice little really? lob straight to the catcher, and then the adults come up, and the first two didn't do great. But, you know, I'm going to close it out. No. Threw the ball. You were the closer? I was the closer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I threw it straight to the left. The catcher had to dive and slide to catch it. I got back to the Repcolite booth, and everybody said, well, that blew. (laughs) Yep. That's how life goes. So, anyway, I was all excited to demonstrate. And I didn't do it. I got back to the kids because my kids came and watched. And I said, how did I do? And they said, well, it wasn't terrible. You weren't the worst. You weren't the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, should, you know, pride. another shot. Will I? I will. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Maybe a little league team. I could throw out the first pitch there. (laughs) Some shorter distance. Anyway, let's get to the stuff we've got to talk about. And yours revolves around your garage project. Yes. And you should probably yeah, give a recap quick recap that. about what you're doing because it's pretty epic. We've talked about it before on the show, but I am finishing my garage right now, which means that I am 
completely finishing it. This mm-hmm. is a hundred year old garage, two stall, and you know it was just wood studs in there, um, not insulated at all, and concrete floors. You know nothing spectacular, but I'm going just to drywall it. You know, finish the floors a little bit. I'm walling off the garage doors. I'm turning this into an art studio for myself. So I want it to look really good. Yeah. And I tackled the garage floors this past week. Not to paint them or do anything to, but to prepare them or to clean them, right? Just to clean them, essentially, because this garage, I'm pretty sure whoever lived there first had some kind of like automotive hobby. (laughs) There's like, drains in the floors on either side like where you would park the cars right so whatever they're doing everything i guess would just drain into the ground i have no idea where these oh, they're, drains so they're just potentially lead. okay <laughs> which is like a little problematic um but yeah that's what it is and then there is like this little box on the outside of the garage that doesn't lead anywhere it's little- got this little door on it and it was one of the things I was really curious about when I first saw the house. Like, How what, big is it? What would this be for? How big is it? Um, like. Okay, small. Um, yeah, small. Not like a hideout box. No, no. So I couldn't sit there. Like and hide. a little like cubby, you know, okay. like a little so not an outhouse, almost. not a hideout box. Maybe he put his keys. There. Yes, exactly. Maybe That's they dropped the keys theory. off. Exactly. Oh, okay. oh it could look be at a that. key drop box. I should have been on Scooby Doo. <laughs> Which one would you be? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Scooby. No, I'd probably be. <laughs> I don't know who I would be in the group. I don't know either. I'll think about Velma? it. Velma? Velma. Yeah. You lose your glasses. So. I lose my glasses all the time. <laughs> so Velma. Yep. Yep. There we go. But at least I can solve the mystery. Yes. So you've got all of that going on. And the reason all of that's important is because the garage floor is covered with oil and grease really and all kinds of yuck. bad stains. And so what we want to talk about is how you got that up. At yes. least that's part of it. And then we're going to talk about some other getting the garage cleaned up. Yeah. But the thing that makes this applicable to anybody out there is if you're dealing with concrete stains and stuff like that, Haley stumbled onto this really interesting cleaner. Yeah. And we want to kind of give it a, a review, right? Exactly. I want to I don't know it. how well it worked or not. I know you did right. it, but I don't really know the end results. I have revealed everything to you. And I've got some videos of the process that I'll post as well. But yeah, it was very interesting. I originally thought I was just going to use like a basic ZEP degreaser. Not basic. It was industrial strength. Um, but I thought that would work really well at getting these grease stains up when I started to read the back of the package. So you bought it. I, you got it all set to go yeah, and start really reading afraid. it. What did you find that made you so afraid, Haley? Um, it just had like all of these crazy side effects if I were to inhale the fumes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And I like always what? get nervous. Like, I love side effects. Um, You know, like the basic stuff, you know, like. Death. Uh, yeah. But also, like, it said depression as one of the side effects, which I thought, like, Normally, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> depression is having the problem. Depression is working on the problem. Normally yeah. solving it alleviates that, but not with this chemical. No, apparently. You get to keep going with that depression. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know, no thanks. Uh, I don't need a mental illness. (laughs) So I decided to pass on that, and I found this ACT, A-C-E, cleaner. A-C-E? A-C-T, sorry. Okay, I thought it was one of those weird spelling. (laughs) It's those strange ones where E's sound like T's when followed or preceding C's. Yeah, no, it's It's one of those rules. You can take that to the bank. So it's ACT, not ACE. ACT, not ACE. All right, all right. So you found ACT, and you thought, 
what this is a, a more biodegradable, a more Haley friendly. Yes, Haley friendly, pet friendly, plant friendly. It's essentially microbes that eat the oil stain. It's okay. the same technology they actually use to clean up oil spills, like in the ocean right. um, or on a property. Like this is the technology that's used for those things, just on like a residential scale. But it's a very unique process that you use in order to clean up these oil spills with act how much was this let's let's start with how much was this compared to the zep heavy duty industrial the zep was more expensive more expensive and you already bought that right haley's miss money bags yep just throwing it away buying 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 (laughs) whatever so that that was more expensive then you bought this act how did it come um it's in like a little uh screw top container it's a powder and it was about $25. You do have to order it online. That's kind of the bummers that I cannot find anywhere local that carries this stuff. Okay. So something to keep in mind, you're going to have to look online for it. Uh, and you were doing, uh, you know, is this for a full floor degreasing or is this like a spot this degreaser? This spot degreaser is what it's meant for. Can you get it in larger quantities or is that what you get it in? You can from the ACT website. However, I ordered it from a third-party website and wasn't able to get a larger size. So I got multiple smaller sizes of the ACT cleaner. Just money, money, money. And yes, again, just throwing it away. (laughs) All right. So, but if anybody's got small, you know, like a spot degreaser, you're you're talking dinner plate size, bigger. Right. You did a fair amount with it. I know that much. I did a two-sole garage with two containers of it. So it goes a long way. Like you would have this stuff forever if you're just spot cleaning your driveway from time to time. Um, so yeah, the price of $25 for essentially something that's going to last you years is not bad. Okay. So we're talking about degreasing Haley's garage Mm -hmm. floor and she picked up ACT, ACT degreaser, kind of earth friendly, pet friendly, Haley Mm -hmm. friendly. It's something that's meant to be a spot degreaser, but she used it over the whole floor. Yeah. Push it to the limits. So let's find out how it worked. We're going to have to talk about the process and all of that on the other side of the break. Can you do that? Yes. Can you wait with me over the break? I will wait with you, Dan. You're paid to. (laughs) You have to. All right. We'll be back in just a minute to talk about how this degreaser worked and whether it's right for your next project just ahead. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we're working through Haley's Garage Project, actually a degreasing of the floor. Mm-hmm. So yep. if you've got any concrete, it can be a real pain. You've got oil spills or whatever, whether you did it, a previous owner did it. Dealing with that, I mean, it's ugly. Right. It's an eyesore. Yeah. And trying to get that cleaned up can be a bit of a pain. We don't always do that, so we don't know really how to do it. It's really fun when we run into somebody who has done it, tackled it, used some different products, and can give us some feedback on those products. And that's what we're doing right now. The product that Haley used was called ACT. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If you spell it the Haley way, it's A-C-E, <laughs> as she said in the last segment. But we turned. it turns out it's actually A-C-T. Yeah, it was a Freudian slip. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so anyway, ACT, biodegradable, safe for pets. All of that comes in a little container. You ordered it online. Yep. Comes in a powder form. Let's talk about how it works. It's microbes that's gonna, yes. that are going to eat exactly. this grease up. So essentially, the process is sprinkling this powder onto the concrete. 
and the concrete should be dry when you do this. And that's what's a little bit strange about this process. Uh, it's not, it's counterintuitive, I would say. So you're sprinkling it on the dry concrete and not a ton of it. It doesn't take a whole lot, just like a thin layer. And then you're scrubbing that dry powder into the dry concrete with like a soft bristle brush. Um, so wear a mask. That's what I learned right off the bat because Lots of powder. it's so dusty. This is a super, super fine powder and scrubbing it just, I mean, there's like an immediate dust cloud. Okay. So highly recommend a mask. So when you're scrubbing it, are you seeing like all kinds of, you know, the grease starting to come up already into no. this powder or so it's still staying white? You're really just trying to get it into the pores of the concrete at this point. And then once you've kind of finished that process... Then you're wetting it and you're doing that by just lightly misting the powder. So it kind of turns like a dark gray. You just want it to be wet. Haley did this and she showed me the little videos she made. Yes. And she filmed it herself. She did a really good job. It was very um, intimidating that you did so well with it. <laughs> Thank but you. anyway, the one part I thought was hilarious, but I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want to be that person. But she starts uh, to wet it. And according yeah. to the instructions, it says to use a little... Mr. Spray Bottle. Exactly. Like a hand spray bottle. And I thought, I think that's probably for spot cleaning. Yeah. And Haley's going to do a whole garage. And I thought, <laughs> she's going to have Popeye arms when this thing's done. How long did that last ridiculous. for you? Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I did more than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, my arm just got extremely sore and I was like okay there has to be another way it says not to use a hose right specifically on the directions do not use a hose I thought I have to like right. there's a spray function or a mist function on the spray nozzle and I'm it's sure the that's same thing. that's what they're banking on they're banking on somebody's gonna just r rinse all of the stuff away yeah so you missed it you can use a hose go for it use a hose you did yes, and you had I had good results good results so you can mist it on just make sure you're not overpowering it with that spray. A right. garden sprayer with water would work if you want to yeah, go that route. Exactly. You're we just even, trying to wet it and not wash it away. Right. At Repcolite, we sell like a, it's for wallpaper stripping, but it's oh, a great sure. big spray bottle, but mm -hmm. it's something you hold, it's handheld, but it's like a pump up garden sprayer, just, just a very smaller. small version of it. That would work really well. Totally. Super easy to work. Those are great for cleaning, just general cleaning. I use it all the time. Quick little side note there. So you misted it. Yeah. How long did you have to let it sit once you did that? I let it sit overnight, actually. Um, because did you keep getting up in the middle of the night to keep it wet? Did it no, have to I'm stay not wet? You. <laughs> not everybody um, can be this amazing. You want it to evaporate. So okay. that's kind of what the microbes are doing. You've activated them when they're wet. And so now it's doing all of that oil eating. And as it dries, everything is supposed to be evaporating. So, like, the oil is just disappearing. It's going away. <laughs> Like disappearing. I don't understand the technology completely, but that's what it's essentially doing. Yeah. Okay. So you did that. You let it dry. You wake up the next morning, rub the little sleepers out of your eyes, mm -hmm. stagger into the garage with your coffee cup, and you assess the scene. Yeah. I wasn't excited. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Do you get excited? I hope we don't go through all of this and say it didn't work really no, well. No. I, yeah. We'll, okay, okay. We'll get to excitement. We got five, three minutes to do it. All right. When I first opened the door, I was a little disappointed because it made it sound like it was just going to be magic. Like mm -hmm. everything's gone now. The powder, everything, sparkle. it's just done. That's all I had to do. 
no, that's not what it looked like at all. It looked like I had powdered sugar all over the garage floor. It was just white powder now instead of gray. And I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to have to get rid of this. Yeah. Like, I can't just leave a powder on the floor, which is what it was telling me to do in the directions. Just leave that it. You're just done now. Okay. Uh, so I think it's probably saying that for people that are using this in an application on the driveway, where like eventually rain is just going to wash this stuff away. But this was my garage floor and it was the entire floor. Yeah. So it was a huge clean up after the fact and that was a little you disappointing. Did you sweep it up? Did you vacuum it up? No. I took a hose to it. Well, first I swept it as much as possible. Sure. Then rinsed um, it. Then I rinsed it and I squeegeed out the water and kind of scrubbed it as I was rinsing. But after doing all of that, then letting it dry for another 24 hours, I came back and was very excited. It actually worked really well because they were really, really dark stains and to have it do anything to that especially them being so old, was really impressive. So it's definitely way less noticeable than it was. I'll have before and after pictures in the show notes so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. There's definitely still a stain there, but it's nowhere near as dark as it was, which is really what I was going for. Well, yeah, that's that's really impressive. So for smaller scale stuff, probably even better results, I would think, because you can focus a little more on it. You had a whole... And like fresher things garage. too. You know, I have no idea how long these stains have been there for. So I think if you've got a fresh stain on the driveway or even if it's just a couple years old, you're going to have better results. All right. So that's all really cool. Anything else that you learned in this process or about this product that you used Honestly, that you convey? You know what I learned? When you get a squeegee for the floor, get one that's a curved side squeegee instead of the straight across squeegee because I had to squeegee all of the water out of the garage and this was the part that I was really proud of is that I picked the right squeegee because I think if I would have just gone with a straight across normal squeegee the water would have just totally dissipated Mm -hmm. instead of being directed out the door. No I it's one of those really bizarre tools that most of us don't buy. You know, we got a little squeegee yeah. for our windows, right. but not a floor squeegee, mm-hmm. but it's really handy. It was really satisfying. Well, yeah. And like you said, the curved ones, uh, how much were they? Um, Like 25 bucks. 25 bucks. Yeah. If, you know, when you've got 25 extra bucks just kicking around and you're yeah. thinking, boy, what do I do with this money? Well, maybe go buy a floor squeegee, but really handy for cleaning the garage, doing it's all kinds fun. of things, not just this. Right. But if you do that, make sure you're getting a curved one. And, you know, I really wished that I had had one when my hot water heater blew yes, in the basement because I could right. have channeled the water a little better to our cleanup. Instead, we were just, well, I don't want to talk Chasing about that. Around. It yeah. was pretty bad and pretty dumb, <laughs> but it was happening at 10 o'clock at night and I couldn't run to the store. All right. We're going to put a link in the show notes yes. to the product that you used. If you've got stains like that on the concrete, grease, mm-hmm. oil, it's definitely something to check out. User friendly, Haley approved, yeah. act degreaser. Check it out. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about my project and the amazingness that I bring to everything I do. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, we just went on and on about a project you tackled, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's a, it's an interesting one. Sometimes when we debate these, yeah, you know, we're trying to think: is this too specific? 
Is to it have, boring? Well, like... yes, that part. <laughs> I could have told you that, and I did. It's boring. But it's also very specific. Yeah. And yet I think there's enough in it. You know, it can be extrapolated and you know, applied to many different scenarios. You don't have to be doing your garage floor entirely. You could be right. doing just a couple of oil spills, and they could be happening anywhere. It could be in your driveway. Well, probably your outside. Business. Right. I mean, yeah. Not many people park their cars in their homes. Sometimes, though, you see that on the news every now and then where somebody drives right in. Then you could have an oil spill, and you're going to be grateful that you caught this little tip on the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. I don't know if that's like going to help that situation. Well, it's not going to fix the walls, yeah. but it might get the oil out of your carpet. <laughs> anyway, I think that there's a lot there that everybody can apply, right? Sure. So we talked about that. Well, we've got another one of those. Yeah. And it's an incredibly specific project that I tackled. And while I was doing it, you know, because Haley had made these other videos Mm -hmm. about how she was doing her garage floor, I felt so intimidated and I thought I need to try this myself. I was okay on camera. I was terrible with the camera. You know, I think you can probably expect that. My mind moves very quickly. So you're just like bouncing all over the place? I am. Yeah. I, You know, if I think for a split second somebody should look at something, I'm spinning the camera all over the place, not thinking about pausing and letting people actually see what I'm videoing. <laughs> so the video is not great. But as I was doing it, I realized there are so many little things that I'm not really learning, but I'm stumbling into noticing. in this project, yeah. noticing that... Wow, I never would have anticipated that this tiny project involved all of this information about paint that that I think could apply totally. to almost any project. Yeah. And so I thought, let's give it a try. Let's see if we can talk about it. The project that I tackled was this dumb little – I shouldn't say dumb. No, because it's a really cute little That's like right. it's a cast cute... iron garden bistro set. Like it's oh. I, I picture it in like an English garden. Gosh, it sounds way better than how I was going to describe it. I'm in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so am I. And I didn't come up with that. But yeah, it's this cool little bistro table that I have just let go. You know, I've just left it to the ravages of time. Mm-hmm. And it's sitting in the backyard covered with vines and ivy and who knows, not in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. covered with rust, spider webs, all of that. And I noticed that my daughter Tessa started spending more time outside, which was great. Anytime any of the kids spend more time outside, I'm all about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's the sun. Yeah, that's what that thing is. (laughs) Not a light bulb. Yeah, they're all... You know, don't like this. Anyway, no, she's, she's great. She's spending time outside and I thought she's using this table. And as I'm, you know, playing on the yard, I was actually practicing for my big... Your baseball throw? Yeah, my big baseball throw that I bombed. I talked about that in the front of the show, if you missed it. It's not worth going back (laughs) and listening to. But anyway, as I'm practicing, I'm watching her sit out there. And honestly, what got to me is I'm watching her, like, swat the spiders away as they're climbing up her legs and stuff. And I thought, okay, let's clean it up. Yeah. Well, in the process of cleaning up, I realized I need to just paint the whole thing. Let's mm-hmm. just do the whole thing right. I've wanted to do this little project for years. Well, and I, think I don't know why I didn't. A lot of people have outdoor furniture that has just gone to time, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> we don't maintain it the way that we probably should. I know my mom has some stuff like that. My grandma had some stuff like that that I helped rid last year. I, as soon as you buy patio furniture, you've automatically bought something that now you've got to maintain. Or, or you not. throw it away and buy another <laughs> one. But yes, I decided I needed to maintain this, and I jumped into it. I actually had some paint at home. I'm going to get to all of that. 
the things that I learned, I guess that's the best way. I really don't know how to break this down Mm -hmm. into a conversation, so I'm going to do my best. And let's just start with the different things that I learned, that I came across. And I guess when I say I learned them, it's like I said, I knew this already, but this is one of those things. Remember we talked a few weeks ago about how I'm a hypocrite? This is one where it really was a fight because I wanted to be a hypocrite again. I know the right thing to do, but when I'm doing it, it's so easy to say, do all this stuff, do the prep work. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Prep work is key. We talk about that all the time. It's 80 to 90% of the work of a project is just gutting through that prep work. We tell everybody that all the time. We tell them, don't skimp on the prep work. That would be very bad. Mm -hmm. That's that's irresponsible. You're going to have a bad result if you skimp on the prep work. I'm involved in the prep work for five literal minutes, and I'm looking for ways to bail on the prep work. (laughs) How bad really is this going to be? And I guess what it did is it reinforced the idea in my head that when we say that, we have to remember how people really function and how hard that is. But really, what I learned through this is, again, it's absolutely critical. And cutting corners may save you time like right now, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to save you time even Possibly when you're applying the product, certainly you're not going to have as great results as you as, as you would like. And it could even you know not last nearly as long. So you've got to dig into the prep work. In this situation, this particular table that I'm working on, it's cast iron. You yeah, mentioned so it's covered with rust. Got some work to do. Got to get the rust off. Now, I didn't have peeling paint or anything like okay, that. If that's you've got positive. layers and layers of paint, there's different prep that you need to do to deal with that. And you know, you're going to have to decide based on what it looks like. You know, if there's chips and all of that in it and you see all kinds of variations in the levels, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing little valleys. It looks like a little topographical map. Yeah, if you look at totally. It. Yeah. Then, you know, it depends on what you want out of it. But if you want a nice finish, you've got to get all of that off. And there's definitely more involved there. Yes. For me, I didn't have that. I just had rust. And so I'm getting ready to go. Now, do I need to take it down to bare, bare metal? That'd be really nice if I could. Sure. But it's not completely necessary. And in my situation... It was absolutely impossible because the whole thing was like little roses, hmm. like stamped in the cast iron. So it's oh, lots sure. of dips. And yeah. It's not a smooth surface yeah. at all. So I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, how am I going to get this rust off? I just got to get the loose and scaling stuff off. Right. And then I'll, you know, either prime it and we'll get to that in a minute. So I grabbed some wire brushes and I thought, this is going to just fly. You know, I've been working out. I've been I working can... out. <laughs> That's not... Get... Is that funny? <laughs> okay. I was I'm just making a joke. Yeah. So I could scrape this chair. <laughs> Seriously, I'm looking at the brush thinking, look at this. I am going to handle this like no, like there's no tomorrow. That's very funny. Because I've been working out. So I start on the table and I realize, what am I doing when I'm working out? I was literally exhausted after like three <laughs> minutes. Andrew is work. My son is working with me and he's saying, dad, dad, you're not doing cardio. Remember that. When you work out, you're just lifting weights. This is a little more cardio than you're used to. And that was my problem. So I'm, I'm trying that and I realized this is horrible. And that's where I decided or debated, do I want to bail on this prep work? And I think we all run into that moment yes. where, okay, this is not yeah. working the way I wanted uh-huh. to. Maybe I'll bail. And I honestly think I would have if I hadn't done something absolutely brilliant ahead of time. When I grabbed, because I didn't have wire brushes at home okay. that, that I knew where they were. 
I sure. use them and I never put them back. Yeah, so I always buy classic. new. <laughs> so I went to buy new and what I did snag with it was one of those little wire brush attachments for a drill. Yes. And I didn't want to use it because those are not terribly fun to use. If you've used those before, drills are not meant yeah. to be held in that manner on those angles. It's not ergonomic. It, right. It, it's a real pain in the neck. But I thought just in case. And when the wire brushes didn't work, I switched to that. And that moved me through very, very quickly. And that was a lifesaver. And it's kind of more fun. I guess it might be more fun. Yeah. This one wasn't because it was just not ergonomic. That's the right word, right? Yeah. 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 It didn't feel good. (laughs) Even with my worked out masculine buff self, I just couldn't handle it. What really would have been great, because I dug into it later, and if you have any bigger projects to tackle, you know, if you've got something small... By all means, get a wire brush because I used them, but grab one of those sets that will work on your drill. If you're only going to do a few small things, Mm -hmm. I would recommend that. If you've got something bigger or you're trying to take paint off as well, I'd go to an angle grinder. Yeah. And you can get really nice ones and you can get some bargain ones that will get you through the project, but they have wire brush wheels. The angles on that are much easier. It's much easier to hold. Right. Much That's easier. What it's meant for. Right, right. And I watched a couple videos where they actually used a paint and rust remover pad. And those were brilliant. And if you've got that thick layers of paint, you know, you got to figure out, is it lead-based? And, you know, it depends yeah, on how old the thing is. You'll want to wear a respirator and all of that. But you can get that paint off. But if that's the case, I wouldn't bother with the wire brush. I wouldn't bother with the, yeah. the drill attachments. I would go straight to an angle grinder. It's going to save you a ton of time. And that was, I guess, the thing that I learned with that that whole rust removal thing and any prep work, really, it stinks. You know, it's not fun to do. And because it's not fun to do, you really should invest in the right tools to make yeah. it as easy as possible. Right. Because if you've got the right tools, you're going to be more inclined to to use them. They'll help you get through the project and you'll do it the right way. So that was the first thing I ran into. Now, one last quick thing before we move on from that rust removal mm-hmm. is we carry um, the must for rust. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if you use that. I didn't. It's a spray that does... Really, really well. I mean, it's it's remarkable. Now, every now and then I have mixed results. I always get results. Sometimes they're absolutely amazing. Sometimes they're mediocre. Mediocre, but there's always something. But it's just a spray that if you've got rusty old tools or something like that, you spray it on or whatever. You can brush it on and you let it sit. You let it dry 15, 20 minutes or so. Sometimes you can even submerge things in it if you've got enough of the stuff. That's okay. the best. And, yeah, you pull them out and the rust will be gone with no um, elbow grease needed. You just wow. It's just gone. And it works really well on a lot of different metals. Must for rust, cars, you know, if you've got rusting going on around there, it's definitely something to think about and at least ask about. We've got it in the stores. So rust removal. Had to do the work. If you're dealing with anything like that in your home, like we said, we gave you the tips. Look into that. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about probably my least favorite part of any project and that's cleaning stuff fun and why it was so important (laughs) right 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 it's gonna be great you're not gonna want to miss it and that's all just ahead stay tuned if you want to take your diy skills up a rung the repco light home improvement show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back, and we're working through a paint project that I tackled, a little, what'd you call it, a bistro set. Yeah, super cute, cast iron, floral. Nothing but the best at the Hanson Estate, (laughs) we like to call it. 
<laughs> and the whole thing had just gone to pot. I'd left it alone to the ravages of time, and it was rusty, covered with ivy and junk. And not my in daughter, a cute way. Yeah. daughter started, yeah, not in a cute way. My daughter started using it, and I wanted to get it cleaned up and painted for her. So went through the rust removal thing, and I know it's a very specific project that I'm talking about, but we all paint all kinds of surfaces that Mm -hmm. are metal and we're dealing with rust. Especially this time of year too when we're painting so many exterior things where that rust is going to be building up over time. It's like really critical to actually deal with it and not just paint over it because if you do you're just going to be painting again next year and it's not fun. Right. So that's why we talked about that. We gave some tips as to some tools to use, angle grinders. If you've got a large area, definitely something to look into. Now let's talk about cleaning briefly. You know, it's one of those projects that we hate to do. Mm -hmm. And normally we try to skimp on it, save steps. You know, we don't want to wipe walls down. We don't want if we're doing cabinets. I don't want to I don't want to wash them, sand them and then wash them again. Why Mm -hmm. don't I just sand them and then wash them? Well, there's reasons you need to get all of the surface contaminants off of things. Right. And in this table, you know, now I've gone over it. I've created all this dust, you know, uh, rust dust. Rust dust. Yeah. All over the table. So I wipe that clean with just mineral spirits. And got that off. That that just felt like a really nice way to get that clean. It evaporated yeah. right away outside. Right. And then I needed to clean it. And I don't know that this was intentional. I didn't try to skimp on this. It's something that I forgot. And anytime you're working outside, I bet a lot of people forget when they're cleaning surfaces. Mm-hmm. They forget to clean every part. Okay? So with this, what I'm getting at is I cleaned the top off. I cleaned the chairs off. I cleaned the legs off. I didn't think about the bottoms of the chairs. Right. Or the bottom of the table. Stupid. But I've done that outside, you know, wash the house or the siding down because I'm going to do this painting. And Mm -hmm. I wipe these areas. But I forget about these areas. They don't, they're not quite as obvious. Right. But the problem is when you start brushing and rolling and putting your product on, you find all of those areas because you have to cover all of those Mm -hmm. areas. And if you haven't cleaned all of them off, you're picking up junk in pieces, spreading that through your finish paint, and it becomes a real mess instantly. Right. And the minute it becomes a mess, there's, there's no, no fixing it at that yeah. point. It's very tough to deal with. Now, wet paint all over the side of the house, full of spider webs. Well, that's what happened with this thing. Fortunately, I caught it ahead of time. I happened to flip them over for some reason. I think one of the screws was loose. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I flipped it over, tightened it down, and I saw all these, I mean, like an entire world of spiders and their little eggs. Oh, lovely. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, and earwigs. They were like buried in there. So the the more, yes, the more I worked on it, the more they kept falling out. And soon they're crawling up and down me. I don't know if any of those are on the videos that I made or not. But anyway, Uh. I found all of that stuff. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because the chairs, like we said, they're, what would you call it? I, I don't know how to describe it. I would say perforated, but that's the wrong word. They're like lacy. They're lacy looking. It's yeah. iron lace. It's like right. manly lace. <laughs> it's like dude lace, but still lace. There's a lot of negative space. A lot of negative space. <laughs> and there was going to be a lot of negative experience when I brushed into that negative space mm-hmm. and picked stuff up from the other side, yeah. the upside down. The upside down Stranger down Things world. reference. Mm-hmm. And I would have brought that all through my finish. So when you're working outside, you know, on any project inside, you know, take the time to do the, the main cleaning. But don't breeze through that so quickly that you forget to look at just, you know, a few of the little areas that maybe... got to do maybe, like a full assessment. Yeah. 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 Things you might maybe miss. Make sure you catch them. Washing the surface down, you know, for any paint project, TSP works well. Crud cutter works well. Spray nine works well. Mm-hmm. Dawn dish soap, honestly. A little right. bit of that in water. It's a good degreaser. That's what you're trying to do. 
get things cleaned. Like we said, tips from that, spend time and do a complete job. Don't skip the step. Yeah, that's the tempting part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if it doesn't look dirty, you just don't want to run into some unforeseen mess and spread it through everything. Yeah. All right, so clean it. Next one, now I get to priming. Okay, so it's all cleaned. Okay. The next step in the whole process is- Are you is, brushing? Are you spraying? I'm brushing. Okay. Brushing. It's too- The manly lace needs to be brushed. <laughs> Of the table yes. needs to be brushed. And so I'm going to brush it, and I'm deciding, do I want to prime it or not? Well, there's a couple of ways to go here. You know, we hear about primers and paints all in one all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets, I know it gets really confusing for people. It they does. think that that means if I just get this product, I don't need to prime. It's like a one-stop shop. Man, that is so, so deceptive because there's so many situations where you need a primer. And even the paint and primers all in one will say right on the labels, use in these situations, use a primer. Yeah. And dealing with rust Definitely a place that you would need a primer if you're going to a water-based top coat. Right. And if you're going to with a certain oil-based products, you might not need that primer. And so with this primer step, deciding whether you need one or not, really gets kicked to the next step. You, you can't decide whether you need a primer or not until you figure out your finished paint. Sure. And when it came to this project, I had two options, really. You know, just really simplify it. I had a water-based option and I had an oil-based option. And there's pros and cons of each one. And that's where the big decisions come in. You know, like a water-based product like Repcolite's Duranamel. It'd be great outside. It's great outside for these situations. It bonds really well to a surface. Right. Uh, latex paints outside generally resist fading much better than oils. They'll hold their gloss or their sheen mm-hmm. much better. Right. They're just more stable. Yeah. And, and definitely that would have been a prime way to go. But, that's probably the direction I would have gone, to be honest. Well, wow, wow. Dan didn't because I would have needed to prime it at that point. Okay. Yeah, that's and fair. didn't have a primer at home, but I did have Repcolite's Metal Clad, which is a rust-resisting oil-based paint. Now, back to that water-based product a minute. I talked about using a primer. There are oil-based primers that we'd recommend, rust-inhibitive oil-based primers. Mm-hmm. Repcolite's 449, really, really exciting name, 449 Gray Metal Primer. Does it I get any more like exciting? I it. Well, it sounds industrial. It does. Yeah. And that's what I would have used. And then I could have put my water-based paint right over top of that, the Duranamel right over top of that. And people wonder about that. You can't put latex over top of oil. Right. When it's, it's a primer, a primer is a flat finish. Right. And latex paints, any paints, are going to bond really well to a flat finish. So yeah. any primer, generally speaking, can be top-coated with any paint, again, generally speaking. It's like Velcro. Yes. Like, yes, to some extent, yeah. right. So I could have used the oil primer and the water-based top coat and had all those benefits to it. Downside is I would have had to use a primer, and I didn't particularly want to. So I didn't. I went to the oil-based, rust-inhibitive, metal-clad, and I could have used the primer, but I didn't need to. How did that go? Really well. The thing that I loved about it was I didn't have to use the primer. The thing that I was surprised and should have remembered that really helped me is I was working outside and the oil and because it's so perforated, it's mm-hmm. that manly lace table that we keep talking <laughs> yes. about. I had all these the paint running through to the other side that I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, it's kind of a not fun job. I would flip it over and there's drips all everywhere. If I had used that water-based product, they would have dried instantly and I would have had a problem. Right. As it was. I could brush it out and get by no problem. That was the right choice. The big bottom line here is don't just go to your basement necessarily and grab something that you think will work, you know, based on what you're scanning from the label, scanning from the back. Stop out at any Repcolite or Port City Paints. There's all kinds of different ways to get where you want to go. 
And get there easily. And that's the, the big yeah. thing. We want you to get there easily, and we want you to get there with a product that's going to give you long-term results and not something that looks good for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was my project. Those are some of the things that I picked up along the way. If you've got a big project coming up, stop out at any Repco Lighter Port City Paint store, talk to us, bring pictures. We'll walk you through. You can chat with us online at RepcoLite.com or email Haley and I at radio at RepcoLite.com. All right, that's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite and Port City Paint stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.